Are you ready for the year 2022 to come to an end? Yeah, so am I. And good riddance. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right on, everyone. I am your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you are watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, we are free. And I want to say thanks for coming along for the ride. I hope you're enjoying the show. Been doing these for uh, got well over 100. I think this is like episode number 116 or 117. So props. Anyways. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube and you haven't done so already, do me a favor, hit that red subscribe button. It would mean a whole heck of a lot. And to those of you who already have, once again, a very sincere thank you. Always follow me at Twitter at Mark Culkin, M-A-R-C-K-U-L-K-I-N. Did you know that December 28th is known as Good Riddance Day? Yeah, I learned that too. It's a Good Riddance Day. It was inspired by a Latin American tradition in which New Year's revelers, they would stuff dolls with objects representing bad memories and set them on fire. Okay, well, um, I'm not going to do any of that, and I don't encourage anybody to burn anything, um, you know, unless you're burning a couch because somebody won a game. That's always a, a cool tradition. But, however... Um, this tradition started back in 2007, this it's not really a holiday, it's an observance, uh, where New Yorkers and visitors from around the world, they took part, um, essentially getting rid of things, unpleasant, unhappy, unwanted memories, uh, from the past year. It's, it's kind of like, um, on New Year's you have resolutions, well, these are things that never came to fruition, or if they did, they don't want to see it happen again. So if you're a USC football fan, um, there shouldn't be too many of these moments on your list. There, there shouldn't be any, you shouldn't have a long, extensive list of good riddance to USC football 2022. Um, however, uh, maybe we should start and you know what? Maybe we should even consider observing this uh, next year. But we will definitely be doing this next year uh, because USC will be saying good riddance to the Pac-12. But that doesn't come until that's one more year away. Um, but again, so this week, you know, you got that week between Christmas and New Year's Day, the holiday. It's kind of like a dead week, you know. It's there's nothing really going on yet. The team is practicing, but they are there in Texas, and there's not a lot of, a lot of, a whole lot of news that we can bring you. It's just it's one of those things where you, you kind of hunt and search for angles that you can talk about. So while the team is preparing uh, to play against Tulane, um, I wanted to put together a list of, and again, just to have some fun as we get closer to the end of the year. Um, things that I want to say good riddance to in 2022. Although some of these things um, would be begrudgingly, you know, you really don't want to, but in order to move forward, you have to 
get you have to kind of throw things away. You got to get beyond them. So, for instance, how about good riddance to the 22 season? Because now that the season oh the season is essentially over, they've got one more game, the Cotton Bowl on January 2nd. Um, that'll mean there's less time for us to have to wait for spring camp. And then all of a sudden, fall camp 2023 will be here. So the sooner we get out, we can get out of 2022, the sooner we can start looking forward and moving ahead into 2023. Look, nine or 10 wins, I, I, I think everyone would agree. That was really supposed to be the, the high watermark in 2022. So when that goal was surpassed, um, I can finally say, it, it allowed me to say and make the declaration, Not everyone might not agree, that uh, USC is back and good riddance to the last decade plus of just you know, mediocrity. You know, there were some nice moments in there. You had a Rose Bowl win against Penn State back in 2017. But... Before that, there was, you know, USC was dealing with the sanctions and a whole bunch of other stuff. So some nice, again, some nice moments in there, but let's be honest. It didn't reach these the standards that USC football fans are accustomed to and didn't come anywhere close to uh, the bar that Pete Carroll set before mediocrity kind of set in for well over a decade. Um, what else do I want to say good riddance to that happened in 22? How about good riddance to Tucson, Arizona? The Wildcats will play in Los Angeles this year, in uh, the upcoming season, 2023, to close out their Pac-12 brotherhood with USC. And even though um, Tucson was one of my, I had one of my personal favorite moments uh, as a fan, this happened about 10 years ago, uh, me and a buddy, who is a U of A alum. We went down there for the USC Arizona game. Long story short, I got molested by a young co-ed uh, well below my age, and it was awesome. Anyways, um, so going to, besides that moment, going to Tucson has always been one of my least favorite road games. Um, there's just nothing to look forward to down there. And winning, it's just, even when you win on the road against Arizona, uh, it just, it never felt gratifying. It was just because they're typically a cellar dweller. So um, I'll look forward to not, you know, typically uh, getting to Tucson, you can fly there, sure. But most people, you know, they, they, they make the road trip from LA. They would drive all the way in or some would fly to Phoenix, drive down. I don't like going to Tucson. I love Arizona. Just not a big fan of Tucson. Nothing personal. Um, but besides the uh, the Sonoran dogs, even the, the, the food choices down there aren't, aren't even that great. So um, not going to miss you, Tucson. How's that? How about good riddance to Palo Alto? Um, I, this is one of those kind of begrudging moments for me. I look, we know that USC is moving on to the big conference, the Big Ten. Stanford is staying behind. Um, 
where Tucson was one of my least favorite road trips, the Weekender was always one of my favorites. That changed uh, when the city by the bay turned to crap, literally. I mean, walking around, getting drunk, and being able to eat really well. Some San Francisco, the Bay Area has some great restaurants. Well, that became less appealing um, as the city started to deteriorate. I'm not going to get too deep into that. But um, going to Stanford for the weekender, those fans up there, they really, they, football isn't their thing. You go to Stanford, it's because you're really smart and you're going to do really well in life. You're going to be very successful in some some industry. <laughs> and they're, look, and they also have a really, really good Olympic sport tradition. But they they could take or leave it for football. Um, when you go, they, they got a 50,000-seat stadium, and when USC plays, it's typically more USC fans than Stanford fans. So good riddance to Palo Alto. Um, their fans, again, they just don't love the sport. It's just another game. Again, unless they beat USC. Uh, good riddance to Corvallis, Oregon. Uh, the only reason I bring up Corvallis because, you know, I actually used to love going to that game, but I hate that damn first down uh, buzzsaw sound that they do. And USC always struggles to play up there. So good riddance, Corvallis. Pretty soon I'll get to add Eugene to the list as to my good riddance list. Of course, uh, good riddance to Salt Lake City. Beautiful city. The stadium is pretty awesome itself. But let's be honest, they get more juice from beating USC than they get out of the Holy War when they play BYU. And uh, I'll look, I'm not looking forward, or I should say, I don't have to go up there anymore and look forward to leaving with USC losing. It hasn't been one of their... It hasn't been a place that USC has had a lot of success playing. So good riddance to uh, to Salt Lake City. What else can we say? Um, oh, I, this is probably the best thing that we could say to 2022. Good riddance to the losing streaks that USC had against UCLA and Notre Dame. Um, breaking those streaks was great. And uh, I prefer not to throw that away, but um, you have, again, you have to look forward. So good riddance to UCLA and Notre Dame. They're in the rearview mirror, and they were, uh, they were part of USC's 11 wins in 2022. So again, the faster we get to 2023 um, means the faster the Cotton Bowl gets here, because that is January 2nd, and everyone will be happy. And I'll tell you why everyone will be happy in a minute. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. So got to head on over and check them out. You can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at Line.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Okay. So 
USC, uh, they practice at AT&T Stadium for the first time Wednesday. You're making Locked on USC your first listen, first watch every day. This is Thursday when you're getting this episode. So um, there's evidence, and this is why I think everyone's going to be happy, as I alluded to in the previous segment. Uh, There is video evidence that Superman is in a uniform and he's throwing the ball. Superman being Caleb Williams. When I saw the pictures, uh, I made a call to my super secret source and I asked, is Caleb Williams playing in the Cotton Bowl? And here was the answer I got verbatim. As far as I know, CW is playing. Okay. It came from a pretty good source. You're just going to trust me on this. However, until I hear Lincoln Riley say, Kayla Williams' hamstring is good to go, and he's ready to show everyone why he ran away with the Heisman voting. We'll have to wait and see, end quote. So, remember, I remind you, it was Lincoln Riley um, who said two days after the injury that it was pretty severe, and that it's good we're not playing probably in the next two to three weeks. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Well, as you know, the Cotton Bowl will be four weeks and what, three, four, three days after the uh, Pac-12 Conference Championship game that USC lost. So, um, after picking up the Heisman Trophy, uh, Caleb Williams, he, uh, he had his own press conference at USC. And he said, quote, he was confident, end quote, that he, was, he would play in the Cotton Bowl against Tulane. So while Riley hasn't specifically said that Williams will start or play in the Cotton Bowl, um, a week ago on signing the first day of the early signing period, um, Lincoln did provide a list of players who um, would not be playing. Caleb's name didn't appear on that list for whatever reason. So here are the injured players that we know won't be playing. Travis Dye, Jordan Addison, Brett Nealon, Andrew Voorhees. Uh, we know that Addison and Voorhees are opting out uh, so they can focus on rehabbing their injuries and be fully ready, 100% ready for the NFL Combine and USC Pro Day. Um, Zion Branch, the true freshman safety, Carson Tavarachi, the linebacker transfer from Utah, and Romello Height, the rush end edge defender uh, that had very little impact in 2022 uh, due to injury. And then the players who jumped into the portal and who won't be available for the game, defensive tackle, Colin Mobley, defensive tackle, Kobe Pepe, rush edge, edge defender, Julian Simon, linebacker, Raylan Goforth, linebacker, Taylor Katoa, safety linebacker, um, Alfred, linebacker, Tuasibi Nomura, the red shirt, wide receiver, Gary Bryant, who everybody's assuming will be transferring at the end of the spring semester. So uh, on Wednesday, the team did practice in shells. So uh, we know that whatever type of physical aggressive contact they're having, it's going to be kind of limited. 
And then we also know that USC will practice again, if you're watching this, on Thursday, uh, Thursday afternoon. And then Alex Grinch will um, be available as well as select defensive players to the media afterward. Uh, I won't be there until the 31st. USC's practices on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are closed to the media. So following Friday's practice, uh, offensive line coach Josh Henson, wide receivers coach Dennis Simmons, and then select offensive players will be made available uh, to the media. I'll do my very best to keep you updated with whatever practice updates uh, become available. But as you know, uh, there's just not a lot to tell unless there's an injury. So um, I don't want you to feel like you're missing out on anything. Well, whatever I can't bring you here on Locked on USC, you know to head on over to wearesc.com. Spend that 10 bucks on that subscription special we've got going on. You'll get some VIP content from myself from Eric McKinney, from Scott Schrader. You'll get the musings from Chris Arledge. You'll get the writings of Greg Katz. So we'll keep you covered. Uh, but again, not a whole lot to talk about as far as practice notes. Uh, Lincoln Riley, he he does that on purpose. So uh, the fact that we actually saw pictures from the Cotton Bowl, video evidence of Caleb practicing, um, I thought that was an interesting. He was wearing the yellow no-contact jersey. However, all quarterbacks wear that. You didn't see anybody else wearing the yellow jersey. So we'll see what pictures show us uh, because a picture is worth a thousand words. So uh, once again, the team has arrived. They're practicing. We have a pretty good idea who will be playing. And it's kind of starting to look and feel like Caleb Williams is going to be playing. How much? How long? I don't know. However, uh, again, I will be disappointed uh, if I don't see a lot of the backups and the younger players playing, getting some good run as they prepare for 2023. That's what the bowl games are for. Um, that's what these extra practice sessions are for, is to get those guys better prepared for the next season. Uh, uh, obviously, you know, this team wants to win the game. Um, otherwise, why would Tuli Tuiapolotu um, pl be playing? Why would Shane Lee be playing? Why would Caleb Williams be making an effort to play? So, yes, the game matters. But, again, I want to make the distinction. It is a meaningless game in the big picture. It matters for a lot of reasons. It matters because you want that 12th win. It matters because it, you know, it'll help a little bit with the recruiting and you want to finish on a positive note. Those things matter. Other than that, it's a meaningless game. And again, if you had to choose between Caleb Williams playing in the Cotton Bowl against Tulane and USC having assuring USA had a better chance to get that 12th win, or you want Caleb Williams 100% healthy entering 2023, which are you going to choose? I think we both know the answer. It's all about safety. <clears throat> so, did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? It is. That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state even in the states where marijuana is legal. 
That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your coworkers can tell, even your parents can tell, everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time down and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. One of the biggest stories surrounding the USC team in 2022 was the defense and the guy in charge of said defense, defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch. He's not on my good riddance list. I know he's on some of your lists. Um, I don't throw the baby out with the bathwater after one year. Look, we all knew that the offense um, would be good in 2022 with Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, and the whole entourage on offense. Travis Dye, a really good, experienced offensive line. <clears throat> um, but we also knew that the defense, they just had to be serviceable. Uh, get more stops than the opponent so Caleb Williams can do what Caleb Williams does. And look, the defense was great at taking the ball away. But that's about it for the superlatives. That's that's all they were great at. They had their moments. I mean, they had some good games. They had some better games. They had some really crappy games. Um, I said this the other day on on the Locked On USC episode regarding the defense, what they need to do against Tulane coming up. And I summed that up in three words. Play with effort. So before USC left for Texas, Alex Grinch actually echoed my sentiment. <laughs> uh, USC defensive coordinator Alex Grinch said there were instances against Utah where the Trojan defenders didn't even, didn't make a tackle attempt. He called that the demoralizing part. <clears throat> I called it a lack of effort. Quote, believe me, we don't tell them not to tackle. We tell them to go low. We tell them to take the extra step. We tell them to come up with a body part, really an emphasis on wrapping, end quote. Look, I saw this in action during the times we were able to watch practice. It's not a lie. He's not using any type of hyperbole, any coach speak right there. I watched the techniques that they were using and all the different position groups, defensive line, linebacker, Secondary, tackling was a major emphasis. Now, granted, tackling a real person is different than theory. And, you know, they, they were tackling real people, but they were also using, you know, pads and rolling donuts and, and different tools that, you know, coaching staffs develop to try and uh, focus on a technique, a perfect the perfect skill set of tackling. So I watched them do this. It's not like they they weren't trying to work on this stuff. But he continued, quote, it's really tough to have a sit for a month on that performance that we had against Utah before the Trojans have another opportunity to take the field. He said the goal is to put yourself 
any championship opportunities, and they and they were not even close to playing championship caliber defense against Utah. Neither time. I added that part. USC's lost two times and both times to Utah. Quote, one of the things we constantly talk to these guys about is being finishers, end quote. And it's not just finished games. You can't finish a game unless you finish a quarter. You can't finish a quarter unless you finish a drive. And you can't finish a drive unless you finish a play. It sounds like coach speak, but guess what? There's a reason it's said so much. You have to finish plays. As a as a former high school coach, as a former high school athlete, he is absolutely correct. Every single word of that. Uh, you have to have the expectation that you're going to be needed on a particular play. A lot of it is a mentality and a want uh, and a want to as opposed to just a technique. So this game against Tulane, um, it could highlight just how much want uh, the Trojans can show on that side of the ball. Because right now, that's what it's going to come down to against Tulane. I have zero issues or concerns with the offense coming out and doing what they need to do, regardless of who's playing quarterback. It's on defense. So Alex Grinch's final comment, no, well, it wasn't his final comment, but one of his final comments before uh, the team left for Texas, we've got to be dialed in and you've got to want to get them on the ground. We're going to find out how dialed in the USC defense is when they take off and when they face off against Tulane, less than a week, January 2nd, on a Monday. Because, look, they got a running back that uh, I mentioned this the other day. He makes people miss. USC is one of the teams that uh, they miss a lot of tackles. Something's going to have to give. Hopefully, it's Tulane that gives in and not the USC defense. But until that game and until the next episode of Locked on USC, everyone, you know what to do, right?